what's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the J-Ham Special, where I'll talk about Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40k, Dungeons & Dragons, and other aspects of my nerdy life. My name is John, I'll be the host for this episode of Warhammer Wednesday, where I love to talk about Warhammer 40k and Warhammer Kill Team. And to be honest with you, Kill Team is just my go-to game as of late. I've been kind of grinding it non-stop as far as playing games, painting models, putting together, looking through the core rulebook front to back so many freaking times, and it is awesome. I really do enjoy the game, and for those of you that have not had a chance to try it out, I really do recommend that. Today's episode is actually going to look at one of the three ways that you can actually play the game, and it's going to be looking at the aspects surrounding Spec Ops for narrative play campaigns. Now, I did my research. I really heavily looked for just, I don't, I don't know. I've been really into the narrative play side of things, and especially with me jumping into the Scions and realizing that they have so many archetypes available to them. Um, I was like, you know what? I want to check out the Spec Ops and kind of see how these things play and operate. And so I did a full deep dive into the wee hours of the night. I probably should have been sleeping, but instead I was just super excited to be going through the core book and looking at the Spec Ops and also the Tac Ops that get paired up with them. So for those of you that want to look into a deep dive about these Spec Ops that you can find a narrative play campaign for your narrative kill teams, go ahead and join me for this episode. Otherwise, you might find another episode more enjoyable, but this might have something for you, especially if you're new starting off or if you're ever wanting to jump into the narrative side, hopefully you get a little bit tidbit from this. So without further ado, let's dive on in. So if you've had a chance to look through the book, you've probably noticed that there are different spec ops on the narrative play side. So you get your narrative data slate and you essentially assemble your kill team. You decide what your base of operations is going to be and you spend requisition points to either, you know, add on to that base of operations or get yourself some equipment or, you know, whatever you feel like at that point. I think you get like three of them at the start. So you're essentially building up your narrative team. Now, the last bit that kind of goes into building up your narrative team is what spec op you are going to choose for the team. Now, if you look at the top right-hand corner of the narrative data slate that you can find in the core rulebook, you'll notice they have three little sections where you can put missions or spec ops. Now, the one thing that I'm kind of bummed about Kill Team this edition is almost everything that you're saying in there is pretty samey sounding. You have First of all, you're doing a kind of a spec ops campaign uh, when you're doing narrative play. Among the spec ops, there are operations inside of them that you have to meet. I think of these almost like missions or objectives you have to meet into a mission. Um, and then you have tac ops, which are like the secondary objectives for each game you play. Now, when it comes to narrative play, the whole reason that you have spec ops these little campaign mission things that you're going on are actually there as like your your narrative play. So it actually makes this that way whether you're sitting down and playing an opponent who is doing a match play game, or if you're sitting down and playing somebody else who's playing narrative play, or you're sitting down and you're playing with somebody who is an open play person, you can still essentially gain not experience, well you mean you can't gain experience, but you're essentially gaining um, gaining a little bit more than what other players are getting. From being a narrative play player because you're playing a whole other set of missions you're trying to accomplish something else outside of that specific game you know talking about you know you may have won the battle but i will win the war that's kind of what you're going with here you're playing your spec ops 
off the radar from your opponent. Now, that, they might know what's going on. You might tell them, hey, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. I'm making a narrative, fluffy team, and I'm trying to actually win. But that's where I really want to kind of do a deep dive into the Spec Ops missions, because I feel like for a lot of people, it is a little bit confusing, because you're like, well, I'm already playing these other missions, and I'm already picking up Tac Ops. How do all this work together with the Spec Ops? And that's really what I want to kind of delve in and focus on here for you. Now, what you're wanting to do, um, either find your PDFs or find your um, actual hard copy of the core rules. You want to go to the narrative play section and you want to go find the spec ops section. It has a picture of an Eldari um, kind of standing there and then there are 10 different spec ops available to you. Now most, not all, but most of the spec ops that you happen to look into, they usually have the structure of this. You have Operation 1, and this is essentially like an objective you have to meet with your team. Now, a lot of times you might see a common consensus that you have to essentially win five, um, five missions whenever you perform a specific TAC op. And then after that, you've completed operation one of that. And then now you move on to try and accomplish operation two, which is usually like one or two missions that you have to complete or you have the choice of completing to finish up that operation. After you have met Operation 2, and you can check that box off to say, yep, I completed this, you then gain all of the rewards that's in the far right corner, or the far right side of that little Spec Ops operation. Now, this might be a little bit hard for you, that if you don't have a visual, and I'm trying to talk this through to you, you might be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And just think about it as far as you have Objective 1 of your Spec Ops you got to complete that. you got objective two of your spec ops. And once you complete that, your mission's over and you reap the rewards. That's the easy way to look about it, and that's how it sets. Now, inside each and every one of these spec ops, you'll come to find a common trend, again, among these, that usually there is a requirement for you to complete a mission on your objective two. And there is only one place to find that, and you have to be playing the specific archetype for your army. Now, if you don't know what archetypes are, if you haven't played with TAC Ops yet, TAC Ops allow you to play with secondary objectives outside of go and capture this command point, or go and, or not command point, but this, uh, I don't really know how to, what to explain it as, but instead of saying going and capturing this point, you know, flip this thing over, use the pickup action, do whatever the primary objective is telling you to do, you're able to play your own little game that's tailored to your team, which is super nice. And the nice part is, is you can play with TAC Ops in match play missions, um, as well as playing with them in open play missions if you want to, but they're kind of quintessential for you to actually do Spec Ops. So you do need to get a little bit familiar with archetypes and how the TAC Ops work. Now there are four different archetypes when it comes to um, building up your team. And what you'll find is that when you're looking through the compendium, or if you're looking through your bespoke team's like little printout there, you'll see that it says their name, and then it'll tell you what it is that they can do archetype-wise. So like if you're looking at the Vet Guard team from the Octarius box, you'll see that they have the little archetype of security. Now the four different ones that are out here, you've got Seek and Destroy, Recon, Security, and Infiltration. And uh, out of all of those ones there, Seek and Destroy is kind of like you're headhunting, you're trying to be the killy faction, you're trying to kill somebody, you're seeking them out and you are destroying them. Recon is more about board positioning and kind of moving around the board and getting things done in that sense. Security is more about holding positions and 
I mean, it's really good as far as playing like the primary. I really do like security. I think you'll find out here later in the, in the episode, but I think that two of these archetypes are actually more popular and probably better than the others. But security, really good because you're essentially playing the objectives or you're holding the line, you're stopping your opponent from being able to progress forward. And then you've got infiltration, which is about getting into the board, um, usually trying to get behind enemy lines or doing something to your enemies or, I don't know, even getting off board edges with like interloper in order to try and um, try to gain victory points that way. Each of them are really cool. Um, seek and destroy and security, I'll just say it straight up right now. Both of those, if you're playing the primary objective to your game, seek and destroy and security, probably, in my opinion, are arguably the best ones to go for. Recon is a little bit difficult to do, but it is possible to do. And infiltration is almost as if you're playing your own entire other game. Like you're like, hey, I'm not even worried about the primaries because I'm doing all these other things for infiltration. Or rather yet, you just choose a couple models on your team to say, listen, you're focusing on the infiltration secondary objectives. The rest of the team is going to be focusing on doing the primary and keeping the opponent distracted, which kind of makes sense for infiltration purposes. Now, I went through each and every one of the spec ops, starting with number one at elimination and going all the way to number 10, secure district. Now, I'm going to kind of break it down for you here, but essentially I'm going to tell you what archetypes are required and necessary for you to actually do these. And what's funny is I actually started with number five and then I was like, hold up. And I started looking through all the rest of them and I found the common patterns and trends that came with the narrative play. So number one, elimination. Seek and destroy archetype is necessary for operation two and two out of the three other ones for operation one work. So what I mean by this is that when you look at operation two, it requires you to take a tack op. Now you have to get past operation one first, but when you get to operation two, there is one tack op that you need to complete in order to complete operation two, making seek and destroy the necessary archetype if you're going to play the elimination spec ops. So what you'll want to do is you will want to choose a team that can actually take the seek and destroy archetype, which big shocker, that's almost every team has a seek and destroy. Not all of them, but almost every single one of them. Um, so operation one out of this has three different, um, tack ops that you need to complete. And when you look down at them, you see that, okay, two out of the three of these also require you to have seek and destroy as your archetype. So if you complete five different missions and you complete those five different missions and you have scored any victory points from the seek and destroy archetype, um, attack ops that are selected on there specifically, then you will complete objective one. And that's kind of the same way that all the rest of these work. When you look at number two, recovery or archaeotech, uh, recon is required for operation two. And one of the two or one half of the operations for operation one requires you to use recon. So you essentially could play a recon team just straight up and use recover archaeotech. Perform Ritual, number three, security is necessary for Operation 2, and both ops needed for Operation 1 are both security. So if you're playing just a straight security team, like the Vet Guard team, where that's the only thing they have access to, Perform Ritual is one that you are going to want to play, um, just because it gives you that option there. 
demolition number four infiltration is necessary um, for operation two and one of the two um, little tack ops requirements for um, demolition on operation one that is also infiltration now you can use recon this is where i want to tell you guys having a faction or having a list where you can kind of dip into these other archetypes not just the one is really good and i'll talk a little bit more about the teams that are really flexible and kind of help play to that standard but demolition on your operation one they have a tack op for recon and they have a tack op for infiltration that you can complete if you complete those missions those requirements for operation one boom you now move to operation two and now you need to use the infiltration archetype in order to complete that tack op and that operation in order to get the rewards now, number five, infiltrate the inf enemy. Infiltration is necessary for operation two. So straight up, you need infiltration. It's the interloper one, where you're supposed to get your model off of the board and you reveal that secondary objective after you've gotten your model off the board. Um, and then two out of the three operation, or two out of the three tack ops requirement for operation one works well with the infiltration team as well too. Number six, purge order, seek and destroy is necessary. Um, you need route to complete operation two. And then uh, two out of the three are this, oh, actually no, all three of the same archetype. So seek and destroy, purge order is just straight up seek and destroy right then and there. If you're playing a seek and destroy team, you don't need to do any other delving in or jumping into a different tack op or different archetype because purge order only requires seek and destroy. Breakout. Breakout's number seven. Recon is required for the first operation, and then infiltration is required for the second. This is by far the worst one, in my opinion, uh, because you have to choose a team that has both archetypes. Now, fortunately, there are a lot of recon and infiltration blended teams. Not all of them are that way. So you might have to go in, you have to have a full roster where maybe you are bringing a team for the recon portion, and then you're bringing a team for the infiltration portion of it. Um, but there are a lot of teams that kind of double dip into it, so you might be fine, but just know that if you're playing Breakout, you're going to need a team that can have both Infiltration and Recon on it. Number eight, Extraction. 100% security uh, needed for both operations. Operation one, Operation two, you, you're just playing nothing but security. So again, another great one for Vetgar. Uh, number nine, Honor Bound. It needs Seek and Destroy archetype for both operations. So again, another 100% needs Seek and Destroy if you've got it, honor bound is the way to go. And then number 10, secure district. Again, 100% everything is security for both operations on there. So if you're playing Seek and Destroy on number nine, honor bound, great. That's all you need. Secure district, if you're playing security, great. That's all you need. So I went through and then broke this down. I was like, okay, well, looking at the different archetypes, how many missions are required for you to have Seek and Destroy? I did leave one of these off here. It, hint it's the breakout but how many of these are kind of required and which ones are really beneficial for you to play the archetype now seek and destroy has three different spec ops that if you're playing that archetype and you're playing the tack ops for that archetype you're going to have a good time at getting it accomplished they've got three available to them honor bound purge order and elimination all work very well with seek and destroy teams security also has three available to them. So Secure District, Extraction, Perform Ritual. Those are the ones that are available to security. 
Infiltration has two mandatory ones. Now, granted, Breakout's on there too, but Infiltration, you can just play straight Infiltration for Infiltrate the Enemy and Demolition. If you're playing Infiltration Archetype, you've got those two missions you can do without having to dip into another faction or another archetype. And then Recon has one, Recover Archaeotech, um, which is a fun mission. I do like it, but at the same point, they've got one that's available to them, which is a little bit of a bummer. Now, Breakout, mission number seven, it's kind of awful because it requires you to play a team that is both Infiltration for one operation within the spec op and then Recon for the other operation within the same exact spec op. So it does shut out some teams. Like Greenskins, for an example, they don't have um, Recon at all. They, they straight up just lack the Recon archetype overall. Um, and even though they have Commandos, Commandos only have the Infiltration and Seek and Destroy archetypes available to them. And I think the other guys, I think Ludas have Seek and Destroy. Maybe they have Security. Uh, regardless, I, I went through them. They don't have Recon at all. So if you're saying, oh, I'm going to play Greenskins. And you're like, oh, I want to do Breakout. You can't actually accomplish it. It's actually, you're getting pigeonholed into that narrative and you can't complete it with your green skin team, period. Even if you were to try and dip in and like another faction where maybe you're like, oh, I'm playing Space Marines. So I'm going to play, I don't know, let's just, not Reavers, but because Reavers has got quite a bit. Let's, I'm playing Infiltrators. I checked on the app. So, if you're just playing a dedicated team that only has recon available to it, like the Tau Pathfinders out of the Compendium, you're going to have pretty slim pickings for the narrative play. Now, you might be wondering, well, why does that matter? Like, maybe I could just do the same spec op over and over again. You can't. Um, that's part of the rules of the game, is that you essentially have to go through, and on your narrative data site, you've got the little spot in the three areas, you cannot repeat this same spec op until you've completed two other spec ops. Now, if I were to, I don't know, if I were to say that I'm going to do, number one, I'm going to do elimination, I'm doing seek and destroy, that's great. You cannot do elimination again. You have to do one of the other seek and destroy or one of the other archetypes that work with the spec ops that you're doing. So, um, it's not until you complete that elimination, you complete another spec op, you complete another spec op, and now your third one after that, you can then choose to do elimination again if you want to. And that's kind of the, the trap that I feel like a lot of new players are going to run into when you're playing narrative plays. You're going to jump in and you're going to choose these missions and think, oh yeah, no, uh, I can do infiltration for breakout. Or I forget which one's first. I think it's recon actually. I can do recon for breakout for my team. Oh, now I need a team that can do infiltration and you might be out of luck right there. Or better yet, you might just choose one that sounds cool and might be narrative, narratively appealing, but it doesn't actually fit the archetype that you're playing for the faction that you decide to jump into. So, what are some ways that you can kind of work around that? Well, one, you can listen through my list again, and you can say, all right, I know what teams I need to bring, or what archetypes I need to play in order to play these spec ops. You can choose to read it yourself if that was kind of confusing my list, or if you want to just go through and say, yes, I know if I'm playing Seek and Destroy, I've got three different options on here. You know, like I can play Honorbound, I'll be just fine playing my Orcs. Totally fine. Oh, I can do um, I can do the Ritual Spec Op, and I'm playing Security, I'm playing Vet Guard, so I can do that one and I'm just fine. That's completely fine, that's totally kosher. Um, but the downside is that, again, if you're playing something like, I don't know, 
if you're playing Vanguard, I like to use them a lot because they're only playing security, you've got three options, so it's great. You complete one of them, you complete the next one, you complete the next one, and then you can go back around and start the cycle again and play them over again. Totally cool, security works great in that. But if you're playing like the Tau Pathfinders, only Pathfinders team out of the, um, out of the compendium, because you really love Pathfinders, that's your GM, you're not buying Chalnath, you're stuck with Recon only, and that's gonna kind of screw you over. You're gonna have to play other Tau for your narrative play mission to actually work. So those are the spec ops kind of defined. Uh, that's, I, I'm not going into the actual mission themselves and what you need to accomplish. I'm just more so going on the theory that, hey, these are the archetypes that you're gonna need to play in order to actually successfully do a narrative campaign with your specific team without having to dip into other ones. Because maybe you're somebody who's on a budget. Maybe you're somebody who says, oh, I want to play at one team and have them forever because maybe I don't like painting a bunch of models. Maybe I don't want to have all that pressure that I need to get um, multiple boxes in order to make this work because I don't want to have to buy Tau Pathfinders and then buy stealth suits, you know, or buy fire warriors, even though they're all really cool. If you're somebody who doesn't want to be doing that, then probably pick an archetype or pick a team that's going to work well for narrative play. Or better yet, talk to your play group, talk to your buddies, and then just say, hey, listen, can I just run this thing over and over and over again? Because at the end of the day, it's a tabletop game, and you're there to have fun, they're there to have fun. But for this next section, I want to go over probably the most flexible teams that I've come to find. I want to actually tell you about the teams that have three to four archetypes available to them, and that can be really good for narrative play purposes. Now again, as I've told you about the numbers here, if you're playing a team that only has security and only has seek and destroy available to them, that's great. Then you don't necessarily need to have the most flexible team in the world. You're just going to be playing those three spec op missions over and over and over again. But you're gonna have a lot of variability and kind of adaptability to your team, to the games you're playing, to the opponents you're playing, whenever you have more archetypes available to each one of your fire teams. So, let's talk about them. Now, for those of you that have stuck around long enough, you listen to my ramblings, and you listen to what I've had, I had to share with you, and you're wanting to stick around for this team side, I'm gonna go ahead and get the best, the cream of the crop out of the way. There are four archetypes that are available to you, period. Um, at least in this edition, they might make more in the future, I don't know, but out of the core rulebook, there are four archetypes that are available to you, to your teams, and to the Spec Ops campaigns. And there are two teams that I can actually do all four archetypes, and they are the ones that I would say they're the golden goose, and fortunately, one of them is my favorite team, um, but for those of you that are jumping in and saying, all right, I want a faction, I want a fire team, or if you just want to include one of these fire teams into your kill team overall, just so you have access to all the tack ops, then this is the great way to go. You've got my absolute favorite, the Scions. Military Tempest Scions are included in the Astra Militarum Compendium Force. Um, they are a fire team of five dudes. And they can take Seek and Destroy, they can take Security, they can take Infiltration, and they can take Recon. So literally, they can. if you have a Scion Fire Team on your Kill Team, you can go through and play any of the Tac Ops that you want to that fits the mission and fits the opponent that you are playing. 
Now, me personally, I run a full Scion list, so I've got all that available to me. But when it comes to picking your attack ops, you can run a mixed guard list if you want to. You can run one group of guardsmen who only have the security archetype for themselves to pick from. And then you can run a fire team of the five Scions, and because you do have that fire team, you can now choose from any of the TAC op missions. Now, granted, you have to specifically say, all right, I'm doing recon archetype for this mission, and then you have to do your whole pick two, discard, or draw two, discard one, draw two, discard one, draw two, discard one, and there's your secondaries. You can't say, oh, I'm going to do one mission from Seek and Destroy, and then I'm going to do one mission from Infiltrate. That's a no-go. That's, that's not how that works. You still have to just choose one archetype, but you have the ability to choose from any of the four if you want to, which is super nice. So, Scions, they're the golden goose. They're the one you want to chase down um, because that is going to be the most flexible kill team you can use for TAC Ops. The other golden goose, believe it or not, is the Heretic Astartes. Now, you might think, well, that's kind of weird because TAC Marines only get two. They get Seek and Destroy, and then they get Security. Why does the Heretic Astartes get it? Well, it's because Heretic Astartes have to essentially meet every single Space Marine faction in their old-school 40K vibes, you know, before the Horus Heresy, and even now. You look at Alpha Legion, well, you can technically paint up an Alpha Legion force with your TAC Marines, but they're more of an infiltration group. And they don't have, you know, infiltrators or incursors available to them. So it makes sense that they can do recon and infiltration. These guys don't have scouts. They don't have, I mean, I guess you have cultists, which are kind of like your scouts for their team. But you don't have a lot of the tools that normal space marines have. And that is kind of why they had the four archetypes available to them. Because you can really paint up your guys however you want them and run whatever legion you want to in order to meet the tack ops that you need. But that's just another reason that you might want to play the uh, the Trader Space Marines rather than normal Space Marines because, again, you got more flexibility just with their list building overall. You got flexibility because you can take multiple tack ops, which means that you might want to take different weapon loadout options or different equipment options depending on which Chaos Space Marine force you take. And not to mention, you can bring one squad of Chaos Space Marines and you can bring one squad of Cultists. That's pretty awesome. I, I think it's really cool. And Heretic Astartes really deserve that little spot there to kind of put them up because I feel like they haven't gotten much love from Games Workshop over the years. Now, all of the rest of these factions that I'm going to mention, or not factions, but the fire teams that I mentioned here for you, they actually are, they have at least three out of the four. So that means they are more flexible. Now, even if you find a team that has two out of the four, that gives them more flexibility. But I'm just trying to find the best way that's saying, listen, if I want to paint up a squad and run a bunch of different tack op missions with them or run a bunch of different spec op missions for narrative play, I can with these teams. You're going to have a better shot with it. So, starting off with these teams, these are teams that have three out of the four archetypes available to them. Starting with, you got Sisters of Silence out of the Talents of the Emperor. You've got the Neophyte Hybrid team out of the Gene Stealer Colts. You've got the Tyranid Swarm from the uh, Tyranid Hide. Um, you've got Kroot out of the Cadre Mercenary Guild team, so kind of like Tau, but not really. You've got the Troop from the Harlequins, which kind of makes sense because that's kind of like their only fire team they have. You've got Dire Avengers 
from the Eldari craft worlds. And then you've got Sakarian Fire Team. And these are all out of the compendium, mind you, but Sakarian Fire Team. They have that available to them from the uh, Adeptus Mechanicus. You've got Scouts from the Space Marines, which kind of makes sense. They're kind of the Spec Ops bros. You've got Reavers, which again makes sense because they're Phobos Spec Ops bros. You've got Infiltrators, and you've got Incursors from the Space Marines. So you've got a lot of different factions out there that have it available to you that you can play three out of the four or four out of the four. Now, there are some, like the Greenskins, that unfortunately don't have much variability when it comes to choosing Tac Ops. I think the most they have is their Commandos, which allow them to take Seek and Destroy or Infiltrate. But if you decide that you want to go through, you want to play one of these factions out of the Compendium, just know that these are the archetypes that you have available to you. Which is a good thing to know. Not just for the narrative side, but also for the competitive side. If you're jumping into match play, or if you're doing open play, knowing what tack ops you can take does make your experience a little bit better and allows you to kind of delve a little bit deeper, try out different things with your faction, and have some fun with them. So that's kind of been my, my deep dive into narrative play spec ops missions without actually going into the missions themselves. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, I would love to hear them. Hit me up, jhamspecialgmail.com or jhamspecial on Twitter. That's the official Twitter and email for the podcast. And uh, until the next time, you guys have fun with your tabletop narrative experience, getting to roll some dice, paint up some models, you know, and just overall having a good time. And until the next time, I will see you guys later. Bye.